So, so how do you approach being an interviewer? I try to be interested in who I'm talking to. Mm. I've definitely been burned where I've done a podcast and I came off like a the giant idiot that I am and then people just scorched me and it was brutal. What do you want to be long-term with your show? Like I, I frequently struggle with whether or not I should be doing it. Like I would mm. like to quit and then other days I feel like, why would I be so ungrateful to myself after having done all this work? I would like to be someone who wants to be a good husband and a good father to my children. And I, and I want to be the kind of man who like focuses on them first. So I'm actually going to be taking a sabbatical soon. Wow. Maybe for about six months. Wow. Hey guys, welcome back to the Lila Rose podcast. All right, first of all, I have to thank all of you so much for your support of this show because we just hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Very exciting. Thank you for making that possible. A lot of you are listening on the podcast app, so thank you for subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. But many of you also listen or watch on YouTube. So thank you so much. It's been a very fun six, seven months doing this, and I'm really excited for the future. I am learning a lot as we go about podcasting. I am learning a lot about interviews and the kind of content that we want to create Ultimately, I'm very excited to keep going, and I believe that there's so much more to explore. Today's episode is going to be with Matt Frad. He's a repeat now guest to the podcast. We had him on a few weeks ago with his lovely wife, Cameron. Her podcast is Among the Lilies. His is Pints with Aquinas. We've got a lot of Pints with Aquinas fans who also listen to this channel. Matt's doing amazing work over at Pints with Aquinas on YouTube, so go check it out. Matt is an author, he's a speaker, and he's, of course, a podcaster. And in this episode, we really got into the art of podcasting, Matt's experience, growing his channel over the last several years, how he approaches interviewing, how he approaches the topics of philosophy and theology on his show. I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm really excited to partner with Good Ranchers. If you haven't heard of Good Ranchers already, they are an independent premier American meat company with all of the meat and the delicious steaks and chicken and even fish sourced from United States, usually small farms, farmers and ranchers across the country. Good Ranchers is ethically sourced meat. It is best quality meat. I got my first packet from Good Ranchers to check them out a month or so ago. And both my husband and I are sitting down and having one of their steaks and saying, this is the best steak that we've had this year. And really beautifully, Good Ranchers is a company that supports our values of being pro-life and pro-family. So today you can go to GoodRanchers.com. You can sign up for your starter pack or subscription service. And guess what? You can use the code Lila for $30 off your first pack. It's super easy to do. They'll send you a selection, one of the starter packs that I've got. They'll send you the selection of different kinds of steaks, ground beef. You're going to get your chicken breast and you have meat for a few weeks, depending how big your family is. It's fantastic. So use the code Lila for $30 off your first order at GoodRanchers.com. Matt Frad, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's we've, good to be here again. We've been talking a lot today. It's been a couple hours yes. going strong. So if we seem exhausted, it's not because we're bored. It's no, this because is, we're exhausted. This is going to be the best podcast <laughs> okay. of all the podcasts. All no, right. I can't beat the one with Cameron in it. That was pretty good. She's that was pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I love your wife. Yeah. She's really yeah, special. Yeah, she is pretty amazing. Okay, so for those who don't know you, you're Matt Frad of the Matt. Matt. Frad. Of the Pints with Aquinas podcast. That's correct. All right. So people, my audience, know, I'm sure many of them knows Pints with Aquinas. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Or know. now they're going to know about it. But you're basically the Catholic Joe Rogan. People say that. Why do you think they say that? 
I don't know. Do other people say that? I thought that was my Trent idea. Said that. <laughs> I think it's because I stole the idea. Actually, no, that's uh, here. John in the studio here. I think that was his idea. Well, I do long form discussions. Okay. And I like them a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm no way near as good an interviewer as Joe Rogan is, but I think he does an excellent job at letting people talk and, and pushing back where he doesn't necessarily agree and trying to understand things. And he doesn't pretend to know things that he doesn't know. You know what I mean? And so I, I like those things mm. about him. So um, you've interviewed me twice on your podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And you told me the oh. last time I went out there in studio, you told me, I don't know if this is true. I'm going to ask you right now yeah. that you don't prep for your interviews. You didn't have any interview questions prepped. I never have interviewed. And you just went for it. Yeah. And you actually asked me in that interview, what should I ask you? <laughs> I think what I meant, when I ask guests, like, is, I, I said, is there anything you want me to ask you? What I mean is like general themes that you want to talk about that will make it's you for comfortable. My sake. It really is. Okay. No, it really is. No, I never come up with questions beforehand. No, I don't think You've that's... never done that once. Uh, I'm trying to think, honestly. No, I think there's times I've had higher profile Interviews like with Dennis Prager, so, and I thought I've got to say this. I've got to ask this. So for right? my interview, <laughs> <laughs> okay. that was, I'm so sorry. There was not I what for I any prep. Well, I, I guess. But what, Dennis Prager, ah, he got I it. Know I've got to dig That's fair. It's out okay. Dennis Prager is, was, you know, I think it was more that it was adversarial. I knew. I thought oh, with him it was going to be so. I had to know what kind of things do I want to ask. That was more it. And then, because you had that disagreement about lost in pornography. Stuff, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then it was really funny. I went on Ben Shapiro's show and I had my elbows up and I was ready. I didn't know if you he prepped. Was, I prepped. I look so weird in that because my, my, my producer put up the screen for me to watch Ben Shapiro while I was talking to him. But if I was watching him, I needed to be looking in the camera. So he ended up turning it around. So I'm talking to him, not seeing his facial expressions, not seeing when he's smirking. And I'm just looking deadpan and angry into the camera. I was, I was, I thought he, I thought he was going to take Prager's side and I was going to have to go to battle. And me fighting Ben Shapiro intellectually would be like me physically fighting Joe Rogan. <laughs> I would not stand a chance. So I was a little nervous. But he sided with you in the end. He did. What was he siding with you about? Ben Shapiro? We, he, it was about lust within mm -hmm. marriage and whether it's okay. And the last question I ask him is, have I changed your mind? And people can go and watch that episode to see if he did. And your position was that lust within marriage is wrong. Yes, lust is a sin, so mm -hmm. it's always wrong. Mm -hmm. And how do you define lust? Uh, lust is reducing a person to their sexual value. People have sexual value, but when we sort of isolate it from the person, mm -hmm. treat them merely as a means to an end, that this isn't how we should be treating people. So what I like about your show is that it's all based on... Thomas Aquinas. It really is the genius. Okay. It well, used no. To well, be. Oh, okay. Oh, it's and not we anymore. Still circle back that. Well, way. but but when I say that is, you started from mm -hmm. let's get these basic truths about philosophy and natural law out there and talk about interesting things. Mm -hmm. yeah. But now you're saying we don't just talk. I mean, I, yeah, of course you don't talk about it. But it was founded on. It's it called Times with Aquinas. You're it was right. founded yes, on it was Thomas founded Aquinas. On that, it's definitely evolved uh, so that it, it's more just long form discussions about faith and philosophy and. You don't want to be pigeonholed into. This no, it's is just I about. Don't, I don't have the intellectual stamina uh, or depth to to be talking on Aquinas full time. So I have mm. people on who can do that. I see. That's a good tack yeah. to take. Have other people do the work. There you go. Like you, when I had you come Don't <laughs> ask your own questions. I asked my own questions. One day we'll use AI and you'll just be talking to someone in a green suit. You I know, I will there. admit for an interview, I'm not going to say which person it was, <sighs> okay. but we did go to the little AI box 
and put in their name and we said what questions should we ask really i just was partly curious they were fantastic questions and i can't even say i I remembered them or asked them well if i had it probably would have been a better interview it was scary how impressive it was how many years have you been doing pints with aquinas well as far as interviews or as uh, like it started in 2016. Okay. But then it morphed. So then I was doing that. Seven years. Where I would, yeah. I was doing episodes where I just focused on an article of the Summa, which is like something Thomas Aquinas wrote. And then I started wanting to do interviews, long form interviews. And I didn't want to muddy what Pints with Aquinas was. So mm-hmm. I called it something different. It was called the Matt Frad Show, very original. And then it was like, this is weird. I've got two podcasts, the Matt Frad Show, Pints with Aquinas. And yet a lot of the time I'm talking about Aquinas or the Catholic faith anyway. You know what? I'm just going to call everything Pints with Aquinas. And so that's kind of part of how it evolved into what it is today. So you don't think it's the Matt Frad show is original? Well, I not really, no. And is the Lila Rose podcast? Oh my gosh, this is just Matt Frad just riffing <laughs> into just Lila riff. Rose constantly. Uh, I will say I felt a little better when I learned that Pines with Aquinas has been around since 2014 because right? we 14. are a new podcast Crikey, and I look up to you, Matt, as an older brother in the faith, the wise beard of yes. the you know, Catholic, conservative, Christian podcasting movement. And we are following slowly in your footsteps, I hope, yeah. one day to have a mug on my show that I can sell for a locals membership. <laughs> sure. Yes, yeah, working well for me. How is that working for you? What bit? Locals? And the mug. You have a really cool tumbler. Yeah, so whenever, is it a tumbler? No, it's a mug. No, it's a very beautiful beer stein um, that, that really you could buy for $30 and you'd be impressed. Like it's a handmade beautiful beer stein if people sign up to get it on your locals account on the show can i get a cut of that <laughs> uh well they can't anymore but you oh, can, i'll send you a beer sold if you out want, but no you cannot have a cut oh. um we it was our <laughs> that last, was a joke we, by we the way a, okay. i know we did a promo month it was the last month we gave them away wow but um but so you're saying you designed this beautiful mug and that helps yes. you build subscriptions to the podcast. I think that whenever people encounter something, like some kind of product some kind of service mm. you either get what you expected mm. less or more and I really want people to get more. And that's and it, that sounds that's that would be part of my advice to people who are selling mm. a podcast. It's like give people what you would want to be given. Mm. So on locals, and this is not a long sales pitch for locals, but since you wanted to talk about how podcasts can be successful, I guess. Like <laughs> we have we have <laughs> Oh God. We have like <laughs> since ma- you're clearly give up, since give you're up. clearly struggling with yours. Yeah. Yes, I No, I, you're <laughs> the one who told me you wanted me to talk about this. No, I do, I do. I really do. We need it. We need the help, right, guys? We oh, do. We I, really actually need. We're we're growing this podcast. It's a new project, and you are here to help. But why do you want to grow it? Because I want to reach more people with GTP, goodness, truth, beauty. Do and you I, really? I really do. Yeah. And the reason I've been fighting the abortion fight. This is. I know you're interviewing me now, but mm. I was been fighting the abortion fight for since I was a teenager, right? And the reason we have abortion is because so many people are so broken down and so confused about all the muck and the chaos of the culture. Mm. And so if we can just share the goodness of relationships and the nice. beauty of you know family and the beauty of just like learning health mentally and physically and spirituality, like everything- Like an anti-whatever podcast. Yeah, That's it's what the, we need. Yeah. It's a, no, it's a pro. Well, it's a pro podcast. We're the pro podcast. No, but it's a anti whatever podcast. Which oh, seems an anti whatever podcast. Yes, that, that podcast seems to be promoting. Okay, the yeah. I mean, that's beautiful. Good for you. Yeah, but that's I think your project too. I uh, mean, you're. Yeah, I don't know. I just really like doing it. I like it's, doing it too. Like you know, like sometimes you sometimes you come up with reasons that sound. I'm not saying you did this, but sometimes mm-hmm. you come up with reasons that sound really good to people. But then you're like, well, what? That is true, of course. But like, mm-hmm. why do I actually do it? I'm like, I really like talking to people, mm-hmm. and I like talking to interesting people, and I like learning from people. So that's why I continue to do it. 
and having a wide variety of guests with dif- different interests and different personalities. I really that really suits my personality because I tend to get bored very, very quickly. Same, I do too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, but I did the same thing because mm-hmm. I thought, and and I think this is a way to think about people. Say, what's my purpose? Mm-hmm. This is. I know I'm going serious when we were joking around. So That's all right. right, let's we'll just go serious really quick, really quick. So you can think, what are my gifts and my talents? What do I enjoy doing? And then what does the world need? Mm. And so I thought I do enjoy doing this. It's easy. It's fun. Maybe I have some talent for it, but you know, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> We're working on that. And then the last piece is the world needs, I think, more mm. GTB type goodness, truth, beauty stuff out there. Is that my podcast? I'm still figuring that out. We're working on it. Beautiful. You know, it's cool to but it's fun. It's fun. It's yeah. cool to figure stuff out. Like it's cool to grow as an interviewer, mess up, regret certain interviews you did because people said things that you wish they didn't and then you published it and got heat for it. Like mm. this is all part of it. It's part of the growing process. So, so how do you approach being an interviewer? I try to be interested in who I'm talking to. Mm. So, and I try not to think about what I want to say while they're speaking. Mm. Even if that means there's a bit of dead air after they speak because I hadn't thought of what to say. Like, I would rather that. That's great. That's very so good. If <laughs> right on cue. So, if you think of something mm. while they're talking, if it's you let it go. If it's important, I might write it down. Okay. But, you know, when you're talking to someone and you get the sense that they're just waiting for you to stop talking so they can unleash another set of hmm. wisdom upon you. And it's annoying. So I, I want to be interested. And I try to ask the questions that actually interest me. So I, I, I don't know if this is right or not, but I think to myself, um, if I just have this conversation for my benefit, not care about anybody else, it'll end up benefiting other people. But if I tailor it in such a way that it's helpful for everybody, it'll end up being bland and as interesting as dentist art. Or that. What is dentist art? Whatever that oh, is. Oh, on the dentist's wall. Yeah, just boring. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, that crap. You got up there. And just, yes, that. Yes, that thing. I just pointed at it. They're like, who the heck knows? Or another. It is. I mean, if someone, a guest who watches the show, wants to create original art for the background, I will find the answer. Just a big pint with a Gwyneth Beer style. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, or it's like another example would be hotel advertising. You know, you get into mm-hmm. an elevator at a hotel, and there's this big advertising for their hotel. Its in the its intended purpose is to appeal to everybody, right? The last mm-hmm. thing they want to do is offend or marginalize anybody at all, and consequently, it interests nobody. So I, my advice for myself and for you and for other interviewers is just to be big, goofy, awkward you and let people get upset in the comment section and care more about the people around you mm. who know what you want and have them correct you, them criticize you, them encourage you and forget the comment section. That's really good advice. Yeah, it is. Have you always done that? No, I've definitely been burned where I've done a podcast mm. and I came off like a the giant idiot that I am, and then people just scorched me, and it was brutal. I wish I could say, like, I wish I had, like, the temperament of Matt Walsh, who probably just would go fishing and have a whiskey, but instead I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I don't, I didn't cry, but, like, I was really upset about it, and when that happened once, it was a pretty big thing. I I don't want to get into the the specifics of it, but because other people were involved, but I, I put my laptop and phone away for the weekend and just didn't. And I just, I think I emerged like a phoenix from the ashes, much thicker skin. So I, I don't care really if people are upset in the way I used to. So you can't tell me what podcast that was. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> the worst I ever. I don't want to get into the people. Not the, so was it 
uh, the problem was in the podcast the person you were interviewing there it was, was an issue. It was me. It was them. It was what a were whole you host doing? What were you doing in that podcast that made it the worst podcast? Things I'm not, I'm not. I don't want to get into it because okay. it'll, it'll. It was things I said, things I didn't say, things I should have said but forgot was to. It, the podcast it, it was Lila Rose. <laughs> It was just a train wreck. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Dang yeah. it. So I don't, I don't want to say. No, it, was, it, was not, it wasn't just that. It was multiple different things, you know. And uh, we don't, like, it's like we're not – you think of it on a given day, how many people come up to you and say, you suck, like, and here's why. <laughs> on YouTube or in real on life? On YouTube, it's all the time. Okay. But in real life, like, we're not ready for this, you know. Mm. And so um, I think the people who are doing it well – just choose not to care. Like, and I remember Tucker mm. Carlson being asked about that dead face he does. Mm. You know how he does that face in interviews? And he brought up that point. If he was concerned what other people thought, it would drive him neurotic. So he just doesn't mm. care. And Joe Rogan doesn't read comments. And it seems like the people who are doing a good job and remaining sane just aren't interested in what, you know, whoever, some burner account says about them on YouTube. So what, I don't do you, what do you want to be? Long term, with your show, with your mission, are you just kind of enjoying the ride, or do you have? You're a choleric melancholic, right? Other way around. Sorry, you're a melancholic choleric. Yeah. And usually, those people are very driven and specific. Yeah, I don't know. I I I have no plan. I have no five year plan. I have no overarching goal. Mm -hmm. I would like to be someone who wants to be a good husband and a good father to my children. And I, and I want to be the kind of man who, like, focuses on them first, you know, and, and tries to be a saint. I want to pray every day. I want to, I want to, I want to walk the walk. I, I don't want to waste my time listening to news media when I could be reading scripture and the lives of the saints. That's, what, that's who I want to be. I want to have more naps. I want to have a nap every day. I want to get rid of my smartphone eventually. I want to have a cigar every morning. In the morning? Oh, every morning, yeah. A cigar? Love it. Yeah, it's my favorite time. And I just, I want to be good to With my wife. breakfast cereal? I don't eat breakfast, so I just okay. have black coffee and cigars. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, so and, and as far as the uh, podcast, I don't know. I, I, Is that I, healthy? I don't, I don't <laughs> I care don't that much. But okay. I, I, um, I, I want to... Uh, I don't know. I might cut, like, I, I frequently struggle with whether or not I should be doing it. Like, I would mm. like to quit mm. many days. And then other days I feel like, why would I be so ungrateful to myself after having done all this work? Like, if I gave you so it or does- you pints with Aquinas, not you, because you have your mm. own thing and you're busy enough. But if I just gave some random person mm. without a job, here's my podcast and here's the revenue and here's what I'm doing. And they acted as ungrateful as I do to to myself for all the work. I'd be up. I'd be like, mm. what the... Where's the gratitude? So I think you know, we have to be, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm, I have put in a lot of work and I am proud of what it is in many respects. But I do often think like, what's the off ramp? How do I get off of this thing? Is that because it's stressful for you sometimes or no, why? It's not stressful. Um, why, why, do you, why are you even thinking of an off ramp? I get pretty overwhelmed by modern technology mm-hmm. and I have to live in that world and I don't know how to balance it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why. And what does that mean? That means you're looking at the YouTube channel and Text you don't messages, want to be looking at it. emails, correspondence, you know, um, feeding the machine. Even things like, you know, YouTube, well, you got to get those videos up or else the algorithm will dip. And if the algorithm dips, then you'll get less of this. And I just, that, that bothers me. I don't want to be someone who's concerned about that. So I'm actually going to be taking a sabbatical soon. Wow. Maybe for about six months. Wow. And so if I do that, it looks like I'm going to. 
If I do that, then I'm pre-recording episodes now, but I'm also going to be hiring somebody who's going to be fantastic, way better than me, to sit in my seat wow. and, and host interviews, and, and we'll see how that goes. When does that start? Well, it might not happen. I don't want to claim it will, but January or mid-January, February. What are you going to do for your six months? I, so this is all tentative. So nobody hold me to this, please. I've been asked to teach in Austria at, at Franciscan's University mm -hmm. in Garming. So I might be co-teaching some philosophy courses and might, I might take my family to do that. If it's not that, it, it'll be something else. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Have you been to Austria before? No. What does Cam think about that? Um, well, I think we're open to what's best for our family. And so she's very much open to it as well. Do you feel burnt out? I frequently uh, vacillate between feeling burnt out and feeling completely exhilarated. Are you burnt out of the yo-yoing? I don't, I don't think I'm burnt out. Um, I, I don't do a lot. I probably do more than I think. You probably do more than you think, I think. Like, I think I, I'm very entrepreneurial. I love doing things. Like, I have a whole Catholic lo-fi YouTube channel that I'm constantly that. building up. I have stupid horror stories mm -hmm. I write with my sister. There's a whole, that's a whole other podcast. I just, I love creating things mm -hmm. and doing things. I get a lot of energy from that. Um, so, anyway. But you get a lot of energy from that, but it sounds like it's also, maybe it's stress isn't the right word, but it also takes a lot out of you. Does it, doesn't, it Does take, it? doesn't it take a lot out of everybody? Like, we shouldn't be living with phones and email and text messages, I don't think. So why would you even consider the six-month sabbatical? Be yes, because I find myself frequently overwhelmed by modern technology. I see. And I find that when I detach mm. from that, right, so for the last several mm. years, except this year, I've taken all of August off of the internet. Dave Rubin and I found out we were doing it at the same time. I don't think I heard about him doing it. And he doesn't know who I, he didn't know who I was at the time, so he... He certainly didn't do it because of me. But basically, at the end of July, I'd give my phone away and give my computers away, and I'd have no technology for the month. And I just like that a lot. And so I would like to do more of that. So what? I don't know what that means, being a YouTuber. <laughs> so, how, how, do you, how does it look to be on YouTube and to also know that YouTube is maybe harming people? Mm -hmm. All the internet, so much internet, so much video, media, know. social media. Yeah. It's something I ask myself. It's a great I mean, I'm in the it's, same. No, it's, a, it's a good question. I mean, I, I've said in the past, don't listen to Plants with Aquinas. Just go read, go read a good book instead. You know, you'd be much better off. But then I've had some of my audience correct me. And like, please don't say that. Like, I came into the church because of your podcast. You have no idea how helpful this has been. <laughs> like, okay, well, thank you very much. So, but I think ideally, wouldn't that be a better life? If you just walked around with your own thoughts in your head and prayed and read a book and you weren't glued to your screen. I will say when you I- You didn't like, like yeah. when I go and work out, like mm. I'll work out like two or three times a week, sometimes more. It's not like CrossFit or anything. I go to the Y with the old Italian women and <laughs> feel good about myself. But um, when I do that, I think sometimes I'm like, oh gosh, I'm out of battery on my earphones. And I think, well, I can't work out. How am I gonna work out without listening to music? It's like we've, we've gotten to that, you know, I, can't, I have to clean the kitchen, but I need a podcast. I don't want to, I don't want to be dependent on these sorts of things. You think, you think more people need silence? I think I'm very, I'm going to say something very praiseworthy about myself here that you can disagree with if you want. I think I'm feeling what everybody else should be feeling. And if they're not, they're wrong. 
I think it says what I think. They're feeling suffocated by the noise. Yes. Yes. I do feel that way sometimes. Yes, everyone feels that way and they should feel that way. And if they don't feel that way, it's because they've killed their heart or they're in mm. the process of poisoning it. Um, like it's not natural. You know, these bloody phones, they have a little delivered <laughs> sign. You know, you send a yeah. text to whoever mm -hmm. and it says red. And oh, they now, and I know you can turn that off, but now they know you've read it and now you're waiting for a response. People text each other like they're speaking to each other in the off. same room. I know, I know you okay. can, but a lot of people don't. And the whole point is to get you to respond quicker. It's like if I say to you, how you doing? And you don't say, yeah, pretty good. Within a mm. short period of time, I'm like, something's wrong with you. We text that way to each other. I don't want to live like that. So I'm overwhelmed by that, not because there's something wrong with me, but because there's something wrong with modern technology. And we all have to realize that and just detach from the teat of Apple is there and a, YouTube, Google. Is there a way to, should we try, do you think we should try to create a media apostolate empire sounds to, you know, I don't know, prideful, I don't know what it would sound to, but some sort of along the lines of what you're doing right but to double down on that to reach people because there's so much nonsense out there and again back to what we were talking about earlier and like people you know have been so impacted by your show you know people have come into the church i know people who have been deeply impacted by your show and become catholic because of pints with aquinas helping them along mm -hmm. their journey you know obviously they were brought in through a priest and all this but your show has been so instrumental for them and so clearly the Lord's using it. Do you think that if there was some combination of removing yourself from, you know, the city, so to speak, of noise, right? But then returning as the artist to contribute, but then having this really clear flow of I'm going to take the sabbatical, I'm going to turn off the lights, turn off the phones, whatever it is, but then I'm going to go intentionally create in this structure, kind of like a rhythm of creation mm. that has a lot of order to it but we haven't had historically because we have all this new technology. Sorry, this is so long-winded. It's a beautiful but I love what you're saying. Okay, if you do, wanna... do, you think, do you think something like that has yet to be created that if it were created, we could create a movement of people who are doing this <sighs> along with impacting many more souls? My fear is that technology is quote unquote smarter than us. I don't mean that it's sentient or that it's actually smarter than us, mm -hmm. but I mean that it hacks us in a way that we don't realize it hacks us. We like to think that we're the masters of these things, but we're, I think it's servants and the servants of Apple and these big corporations. And so I think we have to just acknowledge our dependence on these bloody things and, um, and then act in a way that we think is best. I think it would be a good idea if I, like, that's one of the things I've been doing for the last several years, right? All of August is off. That was a way that gave me some like tranquility and, you know, and then uh, some order throughout the year. Um, Maybe I could create something individually where I take like a month, every other month off and I do other work, meaningful work that doesn't have to do with YouTube. But like YouTube, and you probably realize this already having done this podcast for a while now, YouTube needs to make it as addictive for the creator as it mm -hmm. does for the consumer. So all of that mm -hmm. beautiful stats and then the money that comes in through the clips and what works and helping you is all about keeping you hooked. So, Have you been able to successfully bring in money just through YouTube without the other uh, revenue streams? Because they seem- yeah. I mean, I bring okay. money in through YouTube, but uh, it wouldn't be enough. I got like seven people who work for me mm -hmm. in different capacities. So- So you've wouldn't... got a, a large team. I uh, mean, yeah. I mean, a large and, team, I guess I'm looking towards you. I mean, I'm sure there's podcasts. Some like... of them are part-time too. Okay. Um, 
only two are full-time really and then different degrees of work but so yeah if i if 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 i if i lost i've lost i've lost everything else only youtube money then I, I wouldn't be able to have people work for me so i guess i don't make we could talk after about how much we make but yeah, just tell me now <laughs> all right fifteen dollars fifteen dollars a month on youtube no it's much we're more barely beating you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's great but i don't i don't want to be subservient to it and and i just want to give a huge shout out to locals because i was with patreon mm. For the longest time and then patreon is it okay that we talk about this is this interesting i, I it's interesting to me I patreon mean, started banning people right really oh yeah they started oh, just, banning creators just yeah, yeah removing of their streams of income and that was when if you remember jordan peterson and dave rubin both had big accounts on patreon and i think to their credit both decided to pull the plug they did a live stream they deleted their accounts losing a ton of money and then dave rubin and some others helped create locals and uh, with that, about a year later, the people at Locals were reaching out to me, trying to get me on their platform. And I just like, whatever. It's just like another thing. People want something from you. They just want you to make money so they can make money. I, I, I'm not interested. So about it, I didn't want to confuse people. Well, you got Patreon, you got Locals, you got this thing. So I did nothing with it. Um, but they were quite persistent. And I started to get to know the folks at Locals. And I'm like, wow, these are amazing people. So here's one significant difference between Patreon and Locals. If you quit Locals, um, which is a free speech platform that's committed to not banning people. <clears throat> if you quit locals, the money comes directly to you through Stripe. Wow. Yeah. So that's I could incredible. leave locals and just make 10% more than I'm making now if I want. But they make their platform so excellent that you would never do that. Um, yeah. So I, I've only had great, great Should experience. Should we use locals? Instead of what? Patreon. Oh, 100%. Really? I think so. And what's great about locals too is, is they're not just catering to the right. They're like anyone who doesn't want to be banned, anyone who's for free speech, anyone who's tired of this big tech censorship, come here. Because even if we banned you, which we won't, you'll just make more money because we want you to be independent. So you're not dependent on us to make the money. It's also a much more holistic system. So whereas on Patreon, you have to record a video on YouTube and then put an unlisted link on Patreon if you want only patrons to see the thing you're posting you can stream directly from locals and our locals and rumble are in cahoots working together so as rumble grows locals is growing i have been thrilled wow. and i would say this too um people who are on my locals say it's Im it's amazing i know that sounds like i'm just trying to but it's true because on locals you can't comment unless you're paying money so a lot of the stuff I put on locals, people can see. But if they want to interact with me or my locals, they have to be invested. Ten bucks a month, right? If someone's invested for ten bucks a month, they're not there to troll, probably. And so what you find on locals is what social media should have been but never was. Mm. And it's like people trying to give each other the benefit of the doubt, trying to understand each other, trying to be charitable. So real conversations are happening. Yeah. And meaningful p connections or it's dialogues happening. It really, I, don't, I can't say that's mm. true of every locals account, but for mine, it certainly seems mm. to be. I'm, I really like it. So. so I know there's a lot of it sounds like maybe ambivalence or you're kind of sorting through your next steps with some of this. You've had, you've grown so much over the last few years. And even this year, I feel like you've, you're, the show has grown so much. Mm -hmm. What are some of the drivers? What do you mean? Of growth for you. <laughs> How do you approach that? Because you, 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 you- Being on Ben Shapiro's I, show? Well, <laughs> getting ben, hit ben by Shapiro. an electric bicycle on a sidewalk. That was a good video. 
That, like, I saw that, that video. That, did it. that was big. That was very well staged. So if if the no, <laughs> it was very funny. So for those who didn't see, it's like a one minute video. I walk out of a shop and an electric bike is zooming past on the sidewalk and knocks me over. And a, a, a camera on our cigar lounge at at Tubenville uh, uh, caught it, and so we, we put it up. And I said something like, "Best caption wins." And this was just after my debate with Prager. Wow. <laughs> Someone said, Prager sends his regards. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that was my favorite comment. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think, um, uh, yeah, it, it's so tough. I think we all have to be honest about the mm. fact that we want clicks, right? Like, just, mm. just we all have to stop pretending we don't want it. And we also have to stop pretending that we don't know what gets it. Like, mm. I know what gets it. It's, what gets it, it? It's news. Like, whatever the- News. Something someone said, the Pope, the president. News of the day. Yeah. Just do that. Dropping the name of the person just, that's in the news and yeah. talking about something about it. Now, the algorithm's quite smart on YouTube. I'm just, I'm learning. I'm, we got to do news, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the algorithm's quite smart. It's not just about how quickly you click on it. It's how long you watch it for. So it can't be clickbait. It has to mm -hmm. intrigue people, mm -hmm. keep them hooked, right? So you can figure that out, but it's like, well, all right. So I know now I know how to do that. And I know I have to play the game, right? Because I want to grow the channel. Because like you, I do believe that the interviews and the people I have on are genuinely helping people in this very confused time. But and also, you enjoy it earlier. You're love saying, it. But I it love is it is it. a calling, it sounds like for you. It's not just that you love it, it's a sense of calling. Yeah, I think so. So I love it. I wanna I wanna get the clicks, I wanna grow the channel. But I also don't want to sell my soul. Like, so if I go to Austria, I have no doubt things are going to tank. But it's like, okay, so what? Am I just going to stay on this treadmill until I'm like 75? But it also might, I think there's a respect and an, and an, like, I think the audience and the, your, your, your team, your folks, like when you're away, there's a sense of excitement when you come back and you've, you've learned something and maybe you have some Austrian sheep that you bring home. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it could be great. So you never know. It's a, it's a change. But I don't think it has. See, that's why I don't think subscriptions matter. Subscribers mm -hmm. don't matter at all. You know, like it, I have like, I don't know how much I have. Over Guys, subscribers don't I matter. I have 400 right and now. something thousand. That doesn't matter at all. That's why? a lot. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. If it, like, Can I have? Some of them, then. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It really just, doesn't matter because YouTube knows what you want to see more mm. than you know what you want to see. Yeah. So, I mean, how the the little click the subscribe and see if there's any latest videos is an afterthought on YouTube. Mm. When you go to YouTube, you see like a homepage of the things YouTube knows that you want to watch. Really? Because when watching. I go to my homepage, I see half the stuff I don't want to watch and I don't click on. Mm. What's wrong with my algorithm? Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe okay. I'm maybe I'm wrong. But okay. that, that's, I might be. I'm probably an uh, outlier. Maybe you've got know. somebody else using your account, and they're like watching up. <laughs> they're watching things. But um, so I yeah. I'm like how to make a salad dressing. No, I'm just kidding. You guys aren't doing that. It's a weird time know. though, isn't it, to speak this much and have it all recorded and put out there? Mm -hmm. It's almost like like it's never been so easy to record and to publish mm -hmm. and to reach a lot of people. It's almost like we've never needed to be more merciful with people than now because of how easy it is. It's not like you wrote a book mm. and thought it, I mean, you did write a book, but it's not like, if, if I write a book and I think it through, this is my position and I can be like dragged over the coals for it. But in conversations like this, where you say things you maybe don't mean, like you misspeak and you say something, you know, or you say something you're thinking through, but haven't considered fully. It's kind of weird, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what kind of weight should I give to these offhanded remarks. So, well, I, I think about you mentioned you want to be a saint. I do. Like that's be a saint. the end game, which I is beautiful. Be. Yes, you will be. Hundred percent. You will be. That's yes, true. You I will be. be even if God, you have to go through purgatory. Good, good. The good Lord will make me a saint. 
Amen. And he is making me a saint and I love him. But you but do you also want to be a canonized saint? I don't care about that. Really? That's yeah. good. Well, I hope I don't care about that. And if you don't I do think we care should care about, about that, that and shouldn't care about that, then may God purify me of that too. Wow. <laughs> it's not really that deep. But it's so just... no, I think it's <laughs> <laughs> But 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 hold on, that's really cuz we're talking as Catholics. Mm -hmm. So obviously we are Catholics, but so you're saying you don't want to skip purgatory. Are you 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 because well, canonized saint means you skipped purgatory. No, it doesn't. No, no it just means that okay. you've been officially recognized as so, by the church as one of the blessed. All right, you're educating me here because yeah. I thought that becoming a Catholic saint. Yes, no, it doesn't mean meant you have that to skip purgatory. Canonized yeah. meant that you went straight to heaven. That's not my understanding, and I don't really? think that's official church teaching. <laughs> for, the, for those at home, by purgatory, I, I like to think of purgatory as that uh, the, the final rush of our sanctification. Right, so nothing unclean will enter heaven. And even after our initial salvation, we still uh, find ourselves wounded by sin, attached to sin, tempted by sin. We know we won't be like that in heaven. How awful would that be if you're in heaven but still felt wounded by sin and desired sin? Okay, therefore, what happens? Well, there has to be something in between, you know, loving the Lord but still wounded by and desired to and attached to sin and then not. And that's what we call purgatory. It's it's that cleansing fire of God's love that purifies us. And it could be a second, right? I don't we think don't the know. church has a, has a stand know. on how time works in the afterlife. So Benedict, Pope Benedict, before he was Pope Benedict, I think, seemed to side with the idea that it may not, may not take any time, temporal duration at all. It might be just the encounter of God's love which purifies us in a moment. But then there are other... There are other people who say differently so i don't know so you don't think then you don't have like a sense that you would want to have purgatory be as quick and short and you know there's I, i've heard as a catholic i've been told that you want to get as much purgatory in this life as possible but you think right. that's not yes am no, I, no, I think that's right like, again, like you, you want you want your sanctification like that's where yes. again i i don't do this this is what i need to work on but it's like yes. if suffering comes your way if humili humiliation comes your way, whatever comes your way, or you impose it on yourself out of your own sin and foolishness, whatever, my own sin and foolishness, you like embrace Amen. it to help yourself yes. out for eternity because yes. it's part of your purification process that the Lord's allowing. But I like to think of it in the terms of becoming healthy, right? So a saint is someone who's fully healthy in this analogy. Sin makes you stupid and sick. Mm. Uh, in this life, you should wish to be more and more healthy and less and less stupid and sick. And so, of course, you should embrace what the Lord permits or what the Lord ordains for your life. Uh, often we don't, but submitting to that and trusting that all that comes before us is because of his love for us, even though sometimes it feels very painful and unfair, it makes us healthier. So, I, I haven't heard that before. I really like that, you know that? that yeah. view. I also think it's a path to health in that way. I haven't heard that. Yes, it's becoming healthy. I mean, Thomas Aquinas talks about this a little bit in confession, mm -hmm. you know, like you want to show the physician your wound. You don't go to the physician and cover up the thing that's really hurting. I mean, you can, but you'd be a fool. Um, How so. does one even know they're hurting? Yeah, I like you a lot <laughs> and I like your questions a great deal. How does one know that they're hurting? I, how do I know that I'm hurting? Because I don't know how you know that you're hurting. Yeah, how do you know I know that I'm hurting when I find that I'm angry mm. or controlling mm. or nitpicky or 
I cause grief to my loved ones. If I start doing that, I go, oh, what's going on? What place, where are you coming from? Like, what are you afraid of that you're angry, that you're controlling, that you're nitpicky? What do you need to submit to the Lord Jesus? You know, that's the, for me, that's how I know I'm hurting. Or if I'm just depressed, I know I'm hurting because of that. And so what do you do? Oh, I say, Lord Jesus, let there be light. Let there be light. You know, let me see where I'm, what I'm afraid of. What am I believing that's false that I need to renounce, that I need to let go of? Lord Jesus, in your name, I renounce the lie, let's say, that I have to have it all together for you to love me. I renounce that lie in the name of Jesus, and I announce the truth um, that you are my loving Father, that you desire my salvation, that by Christ's death and resurrection, you have opened heaven under my feet. I am the apple of your eye. You look at me with inexpressible tenderness, and there's nothing I can do about it. That kind of thing. So it's renouncing those I lies. I like need to close the podcast. Yeah. That was <laughs> that was good. See, I need to get more Matt Fratty with my interviewing because I will be honest. I have like when I interview, I have like five questions that pop into my head while the person's talking. That's beautiful, though. Just be you. And then some of yeah. them I really want to ask and okay. I want to save, but then you're right. You lose attention towards the rest of what they're talking if you're really trying to remember your question. Yeah. So that's where the notepad can I help. think that's right. Because yeah. I heard Dave Rubin do interviews in the past mm -hmm. back when he did them, and someone would bring something up t too early for him, and he'd be like, oh, we're going to get to that. Mm -hmm. And I never liked that. I, I like trusting the flow of the conversation. And rather that I think it's better for me in my format, I would rather the go with the flow of the conversation than feel the need to like stop there. We're going to do this now. But what if it doesn't enter back into the flow? Like the part, the question that you had that didn't get answered was earlier in the conversation, made more mm -hmm. sense earlier. You've already flowed to this beautiful prayer that you just prayed. Yeah, then you go with that. You don't have to go back. But, you know, so you just don't, don't go back. Don't control it. Just you just don't go. go back. Yeah, don't but go I back. really wanted to. Have well, then go back, especially okay. if it wraps up, right? I, okay. I, yeah. Well, I'm going to go what back you really do. quick. Okay. This is the one point I want to make. I once spoke to a friend of mine. His name is Chris Stefanik. And he's I was, great. He's wonderful. I was giving, I was asking him to give me advice because I was giving a lot more mm -hmm. talks than I used to. And he said, please don't try to be Jason Everett. Please don't try to be Dr. Scott Hahn. Go up there and be big, goofy you. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> big, awkward you is, I think, what he said. And I think that's the best advice. Mm. Just everyone else has taken. Just be you with all of your little, um, <laughs> what's the word? Eccentricities? Yes, that word. Eccentricities. It's a hard word to say. All of that, you know, just, mm. just be you. And then if people don't like it, then they don't have to watch. Okay. But at well, least people will be like, well, I like Lila, so I want her to be Maybe her. my mom. She, she definitely watches. And yeah. my sister-in-law to give me advice. Um, okay. So the question I had is when you're choosing, how do you select the guests to interview? People I'm interested in talking to. And how do you pick who not to talk to? People I'm not interested <laughs> in talking to. And I have people asking me daily. I get for, emails, wow. Instagram messages daily, daily, multiple people, which good for them. I mean, so, I'm sure they're wonderful. But if I don't want to talk to you, then it won't be a great conversation. And maybe you could argue that I should want to talk to everybody because everybody has something no. to say, but I don't yeah. want to. That's such a freeing would, way to look ah, at things. Yeah. I would rather have just a nice conversation than chat with someone who's brilliant but doesn't know how to have a conversation, you know? That's really, really good advice, Matt. Hmm. Any other good advice? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, any other good advice? 
I think it's like as soon as you want to, as soon as I am doing this for a reason other than I just want to do it, I think everyone will start to feel it. Like mm-hmm. if I'm doing episodes because I gotta, I gotta promote this advertiser and I gotta get another one in, and and that becomes the that's the main reason we keep. It's like people know they feel it. Um, I don't ever want to do that. I just want to. I want to do it because I want to do it. Okay, so this could be a nice place to end if you want. John Eldridge wrote a book called Wild at Heart. You you like that book? Love the book. Really? Yes. What's your favorite thing about it? I'll tell you. Okay. At the end, he said something that you touched upon earlier. Mm-hmm. He says, "Don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes me come fully alive, and then go do that. Because what the world needs is men who have become fully alive." I'm not saying that Pines with the Guanas <laughs> makes me come fully alive, but I do love it. I love talking mm-hmm. to people. I love having a big audience hear wonderful stories like you with all your great work that you've done. God bless you. And I love doing that. So That's great. Yeah, okay. but as soon Thank as you, it's Matt. not about I love it mm-hmm. and it's about- It's a chore. Yeah, it's about money. Like I want money. I want more of it. I want mm-hmm. a lot more of it. Because the more I get, more people I can hire, other things we can do. I, I love the journey. But if it becomes about that and not just the joy of having wonderful conversations, then. So if that, that quote, it's a beautiful concept, you know, do what makes you come fully alive. But there's a lot of things that are in life that feel like a chore. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah, fair enough. You know? So I, it would make me come fully alive if I just left my children and just <laughs> it's like, bought a I cabin feel, in the woods. I don't Dear feel, Lord. I will be fully honest. I do not feel fully alive. I guess in a very deep spiritual sense, maybe I do actually. But certainly physically and mentally, I do not feel fully alive at 4 a.m. when my little one is up for the fifth time, just like asking for a cup of milk, you know? Right. So I guess, I mean, to, to be fair to this quotation, I don't think it's an invitation to hedonism. I think, it, I think what it's saying is at, your, at the core of who you are, you know, when all the pretense has been stripped away and you can be sober and honest, what kind of person do you mm. want to be? And obviously, you want to be the kind of person who gets up at 4 a.m. even when you don't want to. That's true. And you want to be the kind of person who loves your husband well. Who do you want to be, Matt? I want to, who do I, I want to be, I want to be a St. Matt Frad. If God wanted you to be Mother Teresa, he would have made you Mother Teresa. And if he wanted me to be Padre Pio, he would have made me Padre Pio. For whatever reason, he decided to make the knucklehead that I am and your beautiful self that you are. (laughs) And I just, I want to be the full flowering of who God wants me to be. But not canonized. Oh, I'd love to be canonized (laughs) if the Lord would allow it. But, and if we are canonized, it's all because of his work. Like it's all because of him. It's all but I think, is it true though that there are some saints in heaven that have more bliss maybe than even the canonized ones? And no Who are more ever, blessed? Yeah, and that no one has ever heard their name on earth. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. How can people find your work? <laughs> Pinesofaguys.com. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Lila Rose podcast. Hope you enjoyed it with Matt Brad. As always, don't forget to leave a review or give us five stars if you're listening on podcast. And if you are listening or watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Thank you guys so much and we'll see you next time.